Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to episode 27 of Raking Coals. Today, we have a good episode for you guys. Josh and I sat down with David Choma. He is the owner of the CrossFit Gym here in Strongsville. He shares with us a bunch of, of stories in his life from how he came to faith in God and how God has used that in his life, how he has founded his business as a owner of a gym, and I found his story to be quite fascinating and very encouraging. We hope that you guys do, too. Please enjoy listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Raking Coals. Today, we are excited because we have another guest with us, but I am one of your hosts, Cody Haggard, and with me, as always, is the one and only Josh Fauzi. Hello. Josh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest to us today? So today's guest is the amazing, awesome, phenomenal David Choma. All the- eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David is the own, co- is it owner? Or? Owner. Owner. Yeah. He is the owner and operator of CrossFit Strongsville here in Strongsville, Ohio. I've known David for, it's been what, a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah almost to the day. Because you were in March. 2017. No, I thought it was February. February. In that was range, it February? Yeah. I, yeah. It might have been February. You're right. I still remember the first yeah. time I met David. Yeah, it was it, it was funny. It was I came in and we it was an intro consult. Mm-hmm. And you kind of introduced yourself and uh you you ran me through the workout, like the test yeah, the assessment. Uh, the assessment, mm-hmm. and I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't show it, at least. <laughs> I was, uh, it was bad. I that was that's actually a really hard one. What do you do in the? Ass- I'm sorry, this is a little off topic, but that's okay. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> so for me, I like to test um, a couple different factors. Uh, one of which, obviously, physically, is just your cardiovascular health. And um, instead of having somebody go run on a treadmill or something where there could be impact, I just have them row. And uh, so there's zero impact and it's very controllable. Like they, they can kind of stop the momentum if they need to. Uh, and then we would do some other basic kind of body weight movements. Um, with, I remember squats. Yeah, exactly. With some squats and a little bit of weight resistance to it, possibly with like kettlebells, dumbbells. I think I had you do a barbell. Yeah. I think I beat you up a little bit. But um, the... I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, some squats and some shoulder press stuff and uh, then some kettlebell swings and because that helps uh, look at the core and your you know, hips, how you're able to generate force and momentum there. And then, um, some sit-ups for, for again, some, some gymnastics. And so you kind of put all that together and I get a little mini story about how well you move currently. Um, and then I get to figure out, okay, you know, based on this, how you respond to the movement, this is how I think you might do in, in classes and, um, or with further training. And then what's really cool too, is we test the physical aspect, but the grit is also a piece that gets tested. And I don't even mention that in yeah. that, but if I can see like, even in seven minutes, you're facing that challenge and you, you, you kind of, you know, grit through it, you give it a little bit more to get to the next thing. Um, that's cool. That's an identifier that I can look for. Or maybe you don't, and maybe you need the, the greater encouragement. Okay, cool. So now I know how I need to coach you, you know, so believe it or not, and there's actually a lot of thought that went into the seven minutes of, 
you know, not fun yeah. that you have to do right, the right. first and, time. And, and being on the receiving end of it, it's, yeah. this stinks, and I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I like this? I know. But um, something that I thought was interesting about that conversation, that intro, was by the end of it, I think we had both established that we're brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, like, what churches we go to, what experiences we've had in churches. And I just think it's just, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and that is that is the true fact is that David is a fellow brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's cool. I, I thought I, th- I think it's really fun that like, I don't know. Do you find it that like you find like when you when you meet someone and like it, you can kind of tell that they're a Christian or like, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I would agree, too. And yeah. it's it's funny being a business owner you know, you, you kind of have to watch how you tread, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, you know, but I feel, I guess if I'm kind of spirit led, it, it comes up, you yeah. know, every time. And, and you can kind of feel that connection or, or even if actually I, like times I've been wrong, it's been great because it actually has opened a door to a conversation about it, um, whether it's right then and there or later on. And so, um, I'll be honest, starting my gym, wasn't the first thought in my mind, but it's now evolved to become my way of doing ministry. And yeah. so it's pretty, pretty cool to so, have an impact there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let's just get down to brass tacks then. So <laughs> kind of the outline and the, the general questions that we normally ask is just, how did you get to here, wherever here is? Okay, here and now. Um, what do you do? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> um, what do you do professionally? What do you do ministry-wise? Um, what has God taught you along the way? And then if there's anything that you would like to tell the whole world, what would it be? The whole world, because so, the whole world so, yeah. could potentially hear it. It's possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe. Uh, that'd be awesome. It'd be really cool. Yes, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, no, just tell us about yourself. Tell us about David. Cool. Um, well, I mean, you know, Josh, you can totally attest to this. I talk a lot. Um, so, uh, everybody buckle in. This is going to be several hours. All right. No, I'm kidding. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's my kind of podcast. Right? I got nothing yeah. going on today. So. <laughs> I hope you're driving to a vacation spot. Um, yeah. no. So how did I get here? Uh, you know, I guess the, there's a simple sentence answer to that. And that's, um, I'm here because of him. Right. And, but mm-hmm. a more, you know, further explaining that fact, um, there's, uh, my life has been very interesting and and I I share it because I like to be vulnerable. I I work in a vulnerable situation. Um, I work with people who are coming from vulnerable situations where they're admitting something about themselves, um, that they want to change and, uh, or maybe that they, you know, kind of have lost that sense of self love, self respect, self, um, promotion. And, um, and I get to be a part of that process that hopefully is healing, whatever that is. And, and, you know, for, so the kind of, I don't know, the, 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 the thing that's going to catch people's attention is weight loss, right. Or gaining muscle or incredibly cool fitness maneuvers and exercises that they can perform or, or whatever. So that, that's kind of the, the, the marketing approach, but, um, what's really going on is far more internal and far deeper than what's occurring on the outside. Um, so, so kind of to answer the question, how did I get here? Um, well, I, so my mom and dad were, uh, uh, a nurse and a doctor respectively. And so my, my dad owned his own practice in, um, 
um, North Relton, really close to here in Strongsville. I grew up there in, you know, typical middle class family. Um, we grew up Catholic. My mom was very, very devoutly Catholic. And uh, interesting thing about my mom is that she was told um, once by her, her aunt, who was a nun, that uh, you are going to have a son who is going to go into ministry, essentially. And of course, they thought that would be priesthood, um, coming from the Catholic background. And uh, so my, my mom had three boys um, uh, before she had me and my sister. And uh, it, the other three boys, priesthood <laughs> was not yeah. in the cards. <laughs> yeah. um, great guys, trust me. Uh, I love my brothers to death. But um, they're, they're also significantly older than me, too, 10, 12, and 14 years my elder because okay. um, they were from a, um, a separate marriage. And so, uh, you know, by the time I came around, I think that without knowing that I took that mantle, I, I, I decided that would probably be my path in life. And I was so all through the, the kind of Catholic rites, um, growing up, I was so in tuned with them and, um, had a, a great relationship with, uh, you know, the priests and, and even nuns that I had interactions with, um, through, through the schooling I went through and truly felt like that, that might be my calling. Um, however, so, uh, dad owning his own practice, he was always very busy, and um, and he had a heart for serving people that I can't even compare to. I, I every day I, you know, part of my prayer is that I can be like how he was for people. Um, and same with my mom; her heart was bigger than her body. So I think I inherited, you know, pieces of that, and it eventually became what what I do today. Um, but part of that service that my dad gave to the community um, meant he was not always home. And, um, so unfortunately by the time I was 10 years old, uh, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he was incredibly intelligent man. Um, far more intelligent than me. I mean, he went, he's a doctor, (laughs) I own a gym, um, but he, uh, he developed a brain tumor. And so we often said how the tumor went to the place where he was the strongest and, and made him the weakest. Right. And so, as a 10 year old, um, seeing my father, you know, obviously this, the, the symbol of strength in my life and direction, uh, wither away due to a disease that he had no control over, um, you know, was obviously devastating. And all the while I prayed and all like my, I mean, my relationship with God was that true child, like that, you know, Jesus talks about, like, if we could all be like that, it was there. Like as a kid, I had pure unadulterated faith and belief. And, um, and that those prayers weren't answered. He, he passed away. Um, at least they weren't answered directly, right? <laughs> we know that. But um, passed away when I shortly before my eleventh birthday. And uh, you know, looking back later now as an adult, I get to see the experiences I went through there and actually see God's hand in it all throughout. But back then, as a kid, you are spiteful. You are yeah. angry. You are you know, completely destroyed. And, and so that faith was eroded on my side, obviously not on his. So, um, so I kind of stepped away a little bit, even, even at that age from at least uh, practicing with, with my heart, you know, I, I went through the rites. I, I was confirmed in the Catholic church and, um, all that stuff and, and still told my mom, you know, I'd go to church with her and, and kind of did the obedient things, but there was never truly any 
heart behind it or okay. or meat really um and actually shortly after that i started getting into exercise and uh i did so for a couple of reasons but i grew up a nerd uh, i'm still a nerd <laughs> <laughs> i just uh i loved comic books i loved anything about heroes and all the action stories and um i, I kind of realized one day like i wanted to try to look like and be like those heroes so I'll just do a push-up, you know, and then the next day it became another thing, another push-up, a sit-up here, and um, I'm not going to lie, even as a nerd, getting picked up or picked on all the time, beat up, um, it was nice when I started to have that strength to push back, you know, from yeah. my challengers, and, um, and you know, I also wanted to be, for my younger sister, kind of a strong, masculine figure in her life, which, looking back, obviously isn't the right choice. Your sister doesn't need that from her brother, <laughs> you know, but, but then that's, I don't know, that's all I knew. So, so I started to do that, and, and, and you know, again, I'm not going to lie, too. I love the attention that it gave me as a young teenage boy by that point, um, you know, just like girls would comment about a muscle or a six-pack, like whatever, <laughs> you know. So there's mm -hmm. some, some yeah. elements of pride. Uh, the seeds of pride definitely were, were being planted, but, um, you know, so went through, I, I went through continued Catholic education in high school and, um, it, and I had interesting experiences where, you know, I was very socially awkward actually, believe it or not. Um, I mean, Josh, I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe that at all. Right. I mean, I'm not really getting the vibe. Yeah, I, feel, right. I feel so like this it, is going it, well. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I, I had huge, I used to have, um, speech impediment and whole number of things all, all related to nervousness. And, um, you could probably tell I'm talking a thousand minute words a minute, but, um, that, so the only times I had calm in my life or peace when I had to do public speaking or um, whatever. I share share something in, in kind of even a private group, but still a group of people. Uh, was always when I actually had to share scripture, um, okay. like when I had to share it in yeah. a church, or uh, you know somebody asked like you know David, can you lead the prayer today? And like things like that. It just that came so naturally, but I fought it every step of the way. I didn't. Th I, I yeah. just thought oh, they're just words. And so, um, as I'm getting through high school and everything, I'm starting to kind of figure out the direction for my life. You know, I've been now raised by a single mom for eight years, um, you know, kind of getting some things rolling. I actually pursued military and was denied. Um, really? Because, yeah, because of a health concern. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So, I, uh, you guys don't see Dave as we speak, but like, he looks like Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty healthy. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, no, I, I got, so all through high school, I actually trained myself to be, um, I put myself through a lot of the same, uh, special ops training that like, as I was about 16 or so, I started depriving myself of sleep. I started, um, like eating, almost not eating for days at a time and, and nothing, nothing for anything of a, a body image reason. It was to put myself in the worst possible states and still perform. So you and did your own buds at home? Yeah, literally my own buds at home. And, and, uh, like a lot of that mental toughness training and, um, you know, it, it was self-inflicted. So it wasn't the same as somebody doing it to mm -hmm. you, but, uh, I did that like a crazy person <laughs> when I reflect back on like, why did I do that? Um, that explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly, right. I mean, think about it. That would take a lot of discipline to do it with like your own, your own willpower. Right. Because 
When someone's forcing you to do it, you don't have a choice. But when you're choosing to do it, you said, it shows a lot of willpower. Yeah, at or, very least. or again, again, craziness, probably. Maybe psychosis. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see the attraction of CrossFit then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, now we're starting to connect dots. Um, so, yeah, so I did all that and, and I got denied because I, I have a heart murmur. And um, I remember the devastation of that. So I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to go into college. And long story short, the college I pursued, I got in and I honors and scholars program, all this sorts of great stuff. Well, there was just another hurdle that I could not get past financially because, again, single mom and I was working already to support the family. Like, no way we could make it work. And so, um, so I went, wound up going to community college. Well, all my friends, I went to a private school. So everyone went off to Boston College and, you know, Duquesne and, and Notre Dame and like all these great places and got to live a collegiate experience. And here I am going to community school, <laughs> college with a bunch of high schoolers, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I will tell you, it was one of the best things ever um, because it set me up for success. And uh, I would have had to pay my own way for everything else. I would be in mountains of debt comparatively now. Um, and it, I, again, I had great experiences um, that, that were important in my life that weren't the typical college, what everyone else expects from college thing. So I think it was kind of a protection too that, that a way that maybe God made that opportunity available to me so that I wouldn't pursue other opportunities that might not have been as good for me. Um, but ultimately, too, I think part of the plan was for him to keep me home because if I was in the military or if I, you know, had gone off to college, I would not have been as close to my mom. And she, she actually, right around the time I was um, graduating high school, was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And so she never told us, which is an important part of the story. So I, I didn't know that. I was starting to pursue my own life and wouldn't have been around for her. And uh, she passed very suddenly in July of my 20th year, like going shortly before I would have been 21. Wow. So, it, again, just as I look back at the, the situations that have happened, the tragedies in my life, like it, it would have been easy to say God wasn't there. And I know multiple people would probably even say that to my face. Like there's no way you can see the good in that. Yeah. But uh, at that time, I had pretty much walked away from faith, you know, and now as a, as an adult and, um, obviously being orphaned thought the world is against me, you know, like now it's only fight for survival. I've got no one in my corner. And, um, sure enough, he was there though. There was, you know, he helped make the opportunity that I could spend her last years with her to gain knowledge, to, to see her faith in action, you know, reflecting on how she, prayed every day the the she had a book called God Calling she read from every day and um you know even though right when she passed I basically said forget this mm-hmm. God doesn't exist <laughs> you know and I was very philosophically minded so I I thought like I had all the proof in the world because now not once but twice you burn me you know it's the whole mm-hmm. shame on me for ever even thinking kind of thought and uh you know sure enough years later I look back and I'm kind of looking, rifling through some of her things as, as I'm trying to heal from that process. And um, I find that God calling book. And one of the, a couple of the spots that she had actually um, bookmarked were like her birthday, the day she died, um, the day of her funeral, uh, and 
like just random dates that all meant something to us. Really? Yeah. And yeah wow. So it was crazy that like, and it was just, my mom was funny. She used toilet paper as a bookmark, <laughs> so, which doesn't tell you about anything about the quality of the book. It's just like, yeah. she was just, you know, we were, we were, we were thrifty. We didn't go spend yeah. money on things like that. We just used that or a note card or something like that. And so she, you know, and, but she had toilet paper for most of her bookmarks, but for those ones, she had written little notes, like about something that sh- that she felt God was saying to her through that. And so okay. so that planted a seed that started to germinate and you know start mm-hmm. to lead me to today but um so I know I've kind of gone super deep on this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. So yeah. uh so we when I was going into high school, you know, just around that time I was starting to work out. I um I, I was I, I was super excited to be on the sports teams and things like to belong, right? Like yeah. most most kids mm-hmm. and you know adolescents might be, and um, I I started wor- working out for uh, lacrosse to play a sport, and I went into the weight room one of my first times there, and I'd already been working at home. I kind of had a concept of what was going on, right? And I did research because I'm just a nerd. Like I said, I like to to really you know discover as much and learn as much as I can about a subject. So. I went in and started to do this workout and you know, you can imagine. So, you, you know, you're what, 13, 14 years old, you're dealing with a new environment, walking into high school and uh, you know, a bunch of seniors, juniors, all that were kind of hogging up uh, some of the equipment I wanted to use. And so I kind of snuck in and just grabbed something and started to work doing some reps with it. And it, I forgot to put clips on, so the weights clattered to the ground and everything else. And you know that the, mm-hmm. right at that moment, just like when somebody drops a dish at a restaurant, like everyone's like, "Ooh, oh, clapping!" Like, oh like, uh, yeah, yeah. You're all making, eyes turn, all everybody's eyes turn. Just staring. You, you've never felt smaller in your life, yeah, right? right? You just oh, want yeah. to disappear into nothingness, and um, so that was embarrassing. And then on top of it, like you know, they just they like to haze and things like right. that. So they were they really jumped on it and and called me names and all sorts of things. So I the self-conscious sensitive boy, you know, start bawling, tears rolling down my face and I just turn and start to run out the door. Um, so just as I do so, I literally get confronted and by a greased up, like sweaty, greasy, kind of like Italian, just barrel of a man, um, who, who stops me, like just totally wraps his arms around me and actually like, presses his you know bearded cheek up against mine and just says to me don't ever let anyone believe anything other than that you belong here and you're stronger than this and 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 I just lost it further of course you know because I I hadn't had a father figure in my life for years and the man who didn't even know me he was he just I knew him at the school but he didn't know me just reached out in that moment of vulnerability and and a brokenness and covered me right and uh so that man was Coach G, and um, he, Greskovich is his last name, but uh, he, Coach G is one of the big G's that saved my life. And um, so I always say it, it, was, it was the gym, it was Coach G, and it was God, mm. ultimately, right? And uh, I think part of what he did there is why I do what I do now. Uh-huh. And part of him doing that was the feeling that I now associate with, with with my relationship with God is that covering, you know, not the sweaty Italian hairy cheek yeah. kind of thing, you know, <laughs> but the, but that, that covering in the moment of absolute loss of brokenness of, 
a feeling when you don't deserve whatever, you know, X, Y, or Z, that that's what God is. Uh-huh. And, or just a part of him rather, uh, just one of his attributes. And, um, so that's, that's kind of why I do what I do today is, is I want to be, if I can have just even the small impact that coach G had on me, on somebody else, then I've done it. Like I, I'm, I feel fulfilled in, in this life. And, um, so that's, I don't know, that's kind of a super <laughs> long-winded version, but there's, there, we can get into some of the other stuff. Like what do I do is part of the beginning right, of the, the rest right. of that. But it's fine. Yeah. So, okay. So that was, that was high school mm-hmm. up to college. Right. Okay. And then when did you get into like thinking about owning, opening up your own gym? Wow. So it was, it was probably always, um, I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm too smart for my own good. Um, you know, and, and so I, I used to write when I was in college, I, I actually did personal training, even though I technically shouldn't have. Um, and I got certified and, uh, you know, I pursued that as my, my actual education is exercise physiology. And, um, so I, I knew I wanted to train people cause I enjoyed it and all that kind of stuff. But I actually originally started, I thought I'd start to go towards medicine, um, pursued going into DO school. Again, long story short, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, pursued PT, like physical therapy, and couldn't do that. And, and even dietetics and mm-hmm. other things yeah. like that. And so, and just one thing after another, it, it seemed like doors were closed for me. And, and again, mostly affordability financially. So I, I started training pretty quickly. But while I was training, I actually worked um, for uh, a supplement company uh, in, in the retail side. And... I loved it because I, that gave me daily interaction with people yeah. that were coming to me. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like a personal trainer who has to kind of like grind and convince people like, Hey, please pay me 50 bucks so I can train you. <laughs> like yeah, there's right. people who are like, right. I saw this ad and I want to come in and buy this now. Um, so I had a lot of great interaction and, um, kind of cemented a lot of the things I had learned in school was able to apply. But the very truth of it is it's a retail establishment. And I won't say the name just because right. I don't want to bash, but right. it's retail establishment. And, and at the end of the day, their job is to sell. Right. It's not to inform. It's not mm-hmm. to educate. It's not to service even. Um, so I, when I was involved in, in a corporate setting like that, um, and I did well. I had great relationships with my staff. I, I was man- promoted to management really quickly, and we, we had phenomenal sales. But we did that because we served. Like that was the mm-hmm. key, key kind of aspect of what I taught my staff was like, you are here to give them, you know, more than they are coming in for because mm-hmm. yeah. they're coming in for a transaction. They're not coming in for answers. <laughs> you right, know, right. they they want answers, but right. like they don't know that they're going to actually get real answers, and so. Um, so it's going up against the corporate mindset and the sales mindset, you know, of, of that transactional nature, uh, it was really, I couldn't sleep at night. I actually developed as a middle twenties, mid twenties guy, I developed some health conditions and, uh, it, 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 it was unsettling. I, it wasn't yeah. it, it, something about it wasn't mm-hmm. right for me. Right. And so uh, I remember somebody asked once, um, are you, are you, Basically, are you trying to have a transaction or build a relationship uh, in, in some sort of like a self-help book or something I was reading? And um, more importantly, are you kind of like selling the vacation or the journey that, get, you know, the plane ride that mm-hmm. gets there? Yeah. And so uh, so peace started that started coalesce. And I just knew like, OK, I've got to get out of this because I don't agree with 
the transaction. Mm-hmm. I want I want to do more. Yeah. But again, I'm mid twenties. I have, you know, no income to my name. I have school debt starting to mount up. Um, so I was pursuing some other jobs where maybe I could like get some experience. And I happened to uh, walk into a place that was a chiropractic facility um, that also had a gym. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I believe in chiropractic. My best friend's a chiropractor. Um, I think, yeah, he had graduated by that point, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, obviously liked working out. And I was like, hey, I, I'd like to get back into training people. Um, you know, is this a possibility? And they basically said, yeah, let's, let's do an interview. We sat down. And I could tell it was really going well. And so the chiropractor is interviewing me goes, um, okay, cool. Like, by the way, do you, do you know what CrossFit is? And I should, I should preface this. I was a bodybuilder. Like I was a, you know, meathead to all meatheads. I wasn't quite gym tan laundry only because I couldn't afford to go to the laundry <laughs> like, or tan. Like I, I sat outside, like, but I was definitely GTL. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. so, um, but not, you know, like the all natural bodybuilder. All, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should. Yeah, definitely. I should. Unfortunately you have to add that. Right. Yeah, right. I, yeah. hundred yeah, percent natural. I've, I've never put anything like that and never will in my body. But, um, but yeah, so I, I was on a circuit for that kind of stuff and, and that it's a very, I hate to bash, but it's a very self-serving world. It's very self, super self-promoting, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you look at stuff online and a, a woman is just sharing her transformation, but it is sexualized or like things mm-hmm. like that. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, be proud of your body. Like I believe in that we need to, um, you know, love our bodies, because, but love it for the gift it is not for what it attracts. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so I was, uh, I was that kind of person. I actually hated CrossFit. I, I had been introduced to it by one of my former clients who was like all rah, rah about it. And the first experience I had was, I'm sorry, it was just dumb. Okay. <laughs> it was not a good experience. Okay. It was, it was the, the person who was the CrossFit owner wanted to prove to the bodybuilder what you do is wrong. And okay. so he put me on, uh, in, in, through an experience that was the opposite of welcoming, you know, uplifting, mm-hmm. edifying. Like it was, yeah. it was everything that you might've heard that is bad about CrossFit was that. And then additionally, I was, I look around the room and I see a bunch of people that I don't identify with, you know, they're mm-hmm. wearing bandanas and high knee socks and they're singing Kumbaya and like, were they really singing? No, <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like they were drinking they were, the Kool-Aid. <laughs> they were more that they were, yeah, they were wearing the robes and everything. Like okay. it was, so it just, it didn't compute with, with my, my brain at the time. And, and I wasn't, I, I don't know. I was prideful. I, you know, so when I did something that didn't work out well, i that must be wrong for me then. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So know, when, when was that? Uh, that's about, um, so my first experience with it was about when I was 24. So that's about almost 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and that was CrossFit was, there were yeah. not many people. It had to be pretty it. young at the, at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It wasn't even like, uh, I think the first CrossFit games was like the next year, okay. you know, so it yeah. wasn't even like a pot, like anywhere right. in mainstream. Um, and I kick myself every day cause I feel like if I would have gone there, <laughs> who knows where I'd <laughs> right, be today. Yeah, but, yeah. um, but anyway, I, I, yeah, I was very, and I was young as a, as an adult, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I, that wasn't the life I wanted. So yeah. I wound up, um, going to this interview. So flash back forward. Right. Uh, and the chiropractor asked me, have you ever done CrossFit? Or do you like CrossFit? And I, 
I could tell he did. So I lied through my teeth and I was like, Oh yeah, I do it every day. I love it. It's so great. Uh, you know, and he's like, Oh cool. We're going to do a workout. Let's go do a workout. I'm like, okay, what am I getting into? Like whatever. And so it, so actually part of my interview was walking into the gym and, and doing a workout with them. And, and I, again, being a bodybuilder, like I thought I, I truly thought I was God's gifts, gift to fitness. Like I, okay. I just, I, I can do your, I'll do your workout call to warm up and then do my, my workout over there. Right, like you right. don't even know, bro. And, um, so, and bear in mind too, being who I was and the culture around kind of bodybuilding, like it's very selfish and very lone wolfish. Like group fitness instruction was not for me. I was, okay. I hated the concept. I would work out with my workout buddies, you know, my, who were kind of mm -hmm. accountable to me and vice versa, yeah. you know, but it was very small, very two, maybe three people, not like a group of 10. So here I am walking into a group of 10, this big oaf of a guy. Mm -hmm. And I, I do this workout and it was so simple. It was literally squats. Like we talked about with Josh, you know, push ups, pull ups, things I could do in spades, you know, mm -hmm. and I got wrecked. I was destroyed. Um, I laid on the pool or in the, on the ground in a pool of blood, sweat, and tears and, uh, literally just broken. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it's funny how at that moment, I, it just must've been right because I, that humbling experience woke me up, you know, mm -hmm. it, it took me out of that belief that I was better than any of this. And I, I love that. It was a new challenge, like something I already thought. In fact, I will be honest. The only thing I thought at that time that I was good at in the world was working out. And yeah. here I was just shown I wasn't right. So that was cool. But then, so, so I got the job and actually helped them start their gym, their CrossFit facility there. And we grew really quickly and it was amazing. Like I, I learned, I cut my teeth there. So fly, that's what 20, probably about 25 or so, 26. Okay. And, um, you know, then the, the, the amazing thing is, so I got into cross, I, I love that challenge. So that was part of why I wanted to continue CrossFit too. I saw the games and I saw the popularity rising mm -hmm. around it. And I said, Oh, like, I bet you I can be one of those people. Okay. You know, I've never been, I've never looked at a football player and said, I can be a quarterback in the NFL. Right. Like, right. I'm, I'm not that naive, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but I did see CrossFitters, uh, including those who were, who were Christian, like leading the way and I, like thinking like, I can do what they do. I do what they do. Like yeah. I can be there. So that was kind of cool. But really what changed for me was, and when I knew it was right for me to pursue it for the rest of my life and to start my own gym was seeing a woman named Kathy, uh, meeting her for the first time. And, and I share a story with a lot of people, but it, cause it's so impactful. And she, so we used to do introductions much like I do today, where I set up a time and meet people individually or smaller group setting and, and, you know, kind of comfortably walk them through what to expect. Um, and so she, she'd reached out to me, you know, and said, Hey, I, I want to try CrossFit out. And I said, great. We set up an appointment. She never showed call her back because I was a salesman still. So I called yeah. her and like, Hey, Kathy, where you at? Oh yeah. Sorry. I'll come tomorrow. And long story short, she canceled on me like seven times or no called, no showed me actually, to be honest. But then each time I would call her, she'd instantly pick up, almost like she was sitting out in the parking lot, just not coming in. And um, so finally one time I was like, Kathy, this is it. You've got to come in. I can't keep making room in my schedule for you. Please come yeah. in. So she said, sure. She comes in and she's a woman in her 40s at the time. She has um, five kids. And uh, she, she was the first person who I met who told me I 
have never worked out a day in my life. And she actually meant it. Like truly she had not worked out ever in her life. You know, I mean, I'm sure she'd run around a little bit as a kid, but that's probably it. Um, just because of the situation she grew up in. So, um, so that was one thing she had kind of no concept of movement. And, uh, two, she struggled with a lot of medical, um, issues and, and obviously taking medications and things like that. And so when she told me, like, I asked her, what, what's your goal? Why do you want to do this? She goes, I just want to make it to my fifth kid's wedding. Like, I just want to live that long. If yeah. I do, I'll be happy. Cause you could tell, like there was weight on her for, for what the health of her life was going to be like. Yeah. And so I said, all right, I, like it actually broke me too, you know? And I just, I said, Kathy, I want to give you more than that. I want you to be there for their kids, their grand, your grandkids being born, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and beyond, like we yeah. got to do this. So she, she does her first workout and she legitimately did about six or five or something like that, five or six reps. And she was done. Like mm-hmm. this is a workout that I've had people do who are post like post cardiac surgeries who can do 20 or so. And she, she okay. literally got five or six and she was done and she's like already sweating. She's, she's very broken in that moment. And I, she said, do you really think I can do this? And I said, I'm only going to ask you one thing. Can you come in every day? Cause that's all I care about. If you can come in every day, then I can take care of the rest. Just uh-huh. please come in. And so she, she took it literally and actually came every day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, but she did. It was, she had, she had a lion's heart. And so she came in, she, she, and over the course of three months or so lost, you know, like 40 pounds and, um, got off diabetic medication. Like her doctors were curbing all that, like all sorts of amazing things were happening, all these changes, um, which I loved. And, and again, that physical, that it was the attractive element of what was going on. But the biggest change was internal. And that was when she first came in, she couldn't look me in the eye. She couldn't look, she couldn't talk to anybody. She, you know, there was, there was no sense of kind of community or support or belonging or anything on her side. Yet by the time that three months was down the road, she, she walked in with her chin held high and she could look you in the eye. And there was a, a, a sense of pride and, and just courage about her that you could never put on a pamphlet and say, this is what we do, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's when I think I truly fell in love with CrossFit as my way of kind of fulfilling that promise I, I talked about with Coach G. Like I, yeah. that's was, I can do it for more people at once. And so um, ultimately things lined up. Max was ready to start his own facility for chiropractic care. And um, I knew I had kind of grown and learned enough what I could at that time. So um, so he basically calls me up and says, dude, you ready to do your thing? And I, I go, yep, you ready to do yours? He goes, yep. Say, all right. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it, it actually was that simple of a conversation and it was way harder, way more complex than that to actually make it happen. But then we did. That sounds so. like a Dr. Max kind of thing. If you guys don't know Dr. Max, he's awesome. He's a goof, but he's one of those people who's like, let's do it. Yep. Just and go. then it's just like, just yep. go. Yep. Details, we'll deal with it later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're both, we like to describe ourselves, which is why we're, we're dangerous together, actually. We, we like to describe ourselves as arrows um, that are both pulled back in quivers all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're like, you yeah. know, like we are constant tension. Like, we just, but somebody's got to point us. We just, yeah. nobody is. <laughs> so, okay, right, fine. Right. I'll just fly this way. You go do your thing. And so, um, yeah. and God has definitely blessed you. Cause I mean, like we're sitting here now at CrossFit strong zone. Right. Okay. And I mean, Dr. Max is on one side of the wall. You're on the other side. You had, you started 
that small section of play how, how much square footage did you have 900 was where 900 it, yeah. square feet and yeah. what is it now 2700 yeah. yeah so i mean and i come in and it's almost always full or there's a, almost someone always someone here mm-hmm. working out and doing something and i mean it's like i can say from my experience being a part of the community that you've created here i mean if that was me no, that was totally me. That's terrible. Justin's just throwing things around. You know, we're talking about this great facility. Justin's oh, just throwing yeah. things, Trashing you know? I, I mean, okay, going back to what I was saying. Uh, um, but it's just like, it's like I feel at home when I come here. And I would, I mean, you've you've mentioned it. We've talked about it. It's like I was one of those people who I didn't want anybody to see me work out. And now it's like, oh, I'm going to take my shirt off and go ring it out in front of the <laughs> strip mall in front of the restaurant. <laughs> but... Um, so I got a, I got a follow up question. Yeah. So like we kind of talked up to coach G and then a little bit of what came afterwards. And I've heard you use this term before. It's the PCBC, PCBC. Uh, oh. post Catholic yep. before Christ. Yep. Right. yep exactly. <laughs> so when did, when did you, cause you talked about like through your mom and stuff, you kind of said, I'm done with this. Like when, when and how did you come back to the faith and come back to Christ? Yeah, so that's cool because, um, believe it or not, this is kind of like a Tarantino film. Like, we are actually hitting <laughs> – we're, we're hitting all the plot points. Um, but, uh, yeah, so when I started the gym, again, part of, most of it was just the entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted to own my own thing so I could make the calls because I thought I was smart enough to do so. Um, and – so we start the gym and uh, over the course of several months, uh, Max and I, so part of why you feel at home, I hope is, is because when Max and I built this facility, we literally built it. We used our own hands. Um, there are walls in there that have my blood in them, <laughs> you know, cause like I, I chipped it on the metal framing that was going up or, or, uh, you know, hit myself with a, na- a hammer and like things like that. And, and same with him, like we poured blood, sweat and tears into our facility and, and we knew it was we always knew it was because we wanted it to be our home, like just yeah. like building your own home, a place that you're going to live in and, and everything else. Um, that's, that's kind of been an important concept from the beginning. So we go through that whole process and we're set to open. Um, finally, after a lot, lot of, a lot of hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we get there and here I am August 22nd of 2013. Um, I get a phone call and, it's uh, well we received a phone call max was like hey there's a guy on the phone for the gym and i think his name is reggie and so okay and so i pick up the phone and i i realized very quickly like who i'm talking to is the former kind of i guess semi-retired punter for the browns the cleveland browns and um I'm like, no way, this is him. Like, is it a coincidence? You know, I never heard what he sounded like, so I figured, whatever. Okay, I just kind of pushed it off to the side. But, um, but he, my facility is literally covered in drywall dust. We barely have paint on the walls. We don't have most of the equipment in. And again, it's August 22nd. We're set to open August 23rd. And he goes, uh, hey, I want to check the gym out. I go, hey, you, cool, you can't. Um, tomorrow, sound good? No, I want to come in right now okay um and he's like literally standing outside the door <laughs> by the time yeah, I'm like oh you can see me now okay just come on in you know so i showed him the place and he said this is cool i'm really really excited for you and and he, he said when can i come back and i'm like well i'm opening tomorrow he's like i'll be back 
All right, cool. I thought there's no way he's coming back. He just saw it. it's literally like a war zone in here. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he shows right up the next day. And the first thing he did, he goes, are you okay with this? I go, what? And he goes, can I pray? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, like you're going to be paying me. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I'll let you do what you need to. Um, and, uh, but truly, so he, he blessed the gym and, um, you know, just, just kind of prayed protection over it and everything. And so that was part of it. Like he, it, it, seeing his faith demonstrated with a complete stranger, you know, and, and then we, we worked out and we became very close friends and, um, and, uh, you know, just seeing how, how important, how much stronger actually it seemed that faith seemed to make him like yeah. I wanted that, you know, I wanted that same, same strength, that same conviction, that same focus and drive. And, um, so he slowly, but surely, you know, I think he just opened up the door for the Holy spirit to walk in. Like he just kept doing it too. You know, Hey, I'm going to be speaking at church. Do you mind, do you mind supporting me or mind listening to my message? You know, like things yeah. like that. And it, it, it was again, planting seeds that I think again, we're, we're already germinating with, with the processes that were already happening in my life in the past. And now, you know, it kind of came to a head. And so I, I wound up going to a church, his church and, um, having a phenomenal experience there, fi- finding a community, um, finding, you know, a welcoming environment. And, um, it just it, pretty much from that day on, there's, there's been, positive momentum that has led me further and further down the path because it was it was very biblical um taught from the bible and um involved community service and things like that that helped solidify those concepts too so uh, but then ultimately too at one point it kind of i think the the memories of what i was supposed to be the mantle that maybe i should have taken from my mom or something like that started to show back up in my life where Hmm. I said, you know, like what I'm doing, my, my business is a great opportunity to build into people, to edify them, to show them God's grace and not to put anything down their throat or force them, but rather to, um, you know, just be an example if I can, you know, and, and always flawed, always trust me. I make plenty of mistakes, but, um, you know, to, to show that there can be grace in that too, even all the better. So, and I think that's one thing you can accomplish too, in an environment like this, doing CrossFit. It's just it, from what I understand from what Josh tells me and other people I've known who've done it, it's very inviting. You know, it's, it's one of those places where it's not people do, they have community, they come together, they work out, but it does, it never comes across as it's like a clicky thing. It's, it's truly, Hey, if you come, you're, you're like joining the family mm-hmm. and, and it's it, to me it's really special and what an opportunity to then if you ever have chances to talk about God or your faith it's like this is where it's rooted in mm-hmm. you know it's it seems like a really cool thing cool and I know like we've had conversations about f- things faith re- like we've it's been faith related but like it's open doors for me to have other conversations with people and just kind of say like this is why and how I view the situation or view the world mm-hmm. and kind of like, and this, this is what I've learned through it and kind of share that with certain people. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's just, it, it's cool. Cause there's like a group of us that like, we're all Christians. We all know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all kind of go to the same church actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned it, Grace CMA and Middleburg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just, it's just funny. Cause it's like, it's like I could come in and support my sister in Christ or my brother in Christ mm-hmm. and know like, hey, if there's something that I 
I need to like I'm struggling with I got a group of people I can come and talk to about yeah, it right and work out while you're doing right, it. right exactly <laughs> and, and get fitter two, yeah, two, <laughs> two, two for the price of one <laughs> but um cool so uh are we at present day then I think so yeah wow. this would have been a journey actually um yeah so here we are so now you know six years in business and um Oh my gosh, I'm terrible about my dates. About three, three years since I've had my baptism now. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, just over three years, three and a half. Um, so it's pretty exciting, and um, I, I've faced other tragedies. I've been at moments uh, the the darkest and hardest, even uh, even since losing my parents. Trust me. I, I at one point, I mean, I had a knife at my my wrist. Um, not long ago, actually. And it was one of those moments again, that look from the outside looking in, it, you'd say, how has God in that? But the, the story that's come from that, um, is still being written, which is pretty cool. But, um, cause it's opened up opportunities for me to talk to people about mental illness and about the struggles of, of depression. Um, cause I was on all accounts, somebody who you'd say, there's no way, dude, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you would have that image of yourself or want to do that. And, um, so it's, it's been cool to kind of break some barriers down, um, and, and be able to pour that love into people, uh, in a very different way. So, so I've had that and, um, you know, kind of face the traditional struggles that a lot of small business owners would face with finances and figuring stuff out and dealing in a competitive market. Um, but especially to the struggles, I wouldn't say they're amplified as in they're harder. They're just, I don't know, they're, they're put into a different perspective when you're also Christian and it, it, you know, like I, I actually think a lot of my struggles I face as a business owner, while they are hard, they are like so minuscule compared to the goodness that I know is promised to me to come. Right. And, um, especially the opportunities that I could have to help share that goodness with people. So it, being the more I've kind of been able to dive into obviously my, my biblical teaching and things like that, I've been able to actually identify those teachings applying to business and therefore, makes those decisions so much easier. Like, yeah. you know, it, a lot of people make a fiscal choice, you know, based on, okay, well, are we making money or not, you know, on those things. And that's all well and good and needs to be done. But also I kind of always get to put that, that other lens, you know, to it and say, but wait a minute, is this also godly? You know, mm -hmm. what, you know, what is, what is the better choice to serve that person or to not based on those things. And so, um, so yeah, so it's been an interesting kind of ride for these six years, but you know, where I stand now, we, um, it's cool because we talked about the space being 900 square feet when we first opened. I mean, that's literally a closet folks. Like that's, yeah. that's, you can imagine 900 square. It's like, it's, more, it's about the size of the room we're in now. Um, but at 900, um, we expanded to like over 120 people and, and, and somehow like figuring that all out. And cool little story to that is when we expanded and, and expand to the space we have now, uh, the contractor 
uh, that I was working with who helped me kind of do some of the process. He actually helped us build the first time. Um, and he came back to kind of finish the job mm -hmm. as he liked to put it like, Oh, yeah. I'm here to finish your job. You know, um, awesome dude, you know, gruff, former football player, um, great man. And you know, we're, we're up on this, uh, these two ladders as we're like knocking down the last piece of the wall, you know, like this was like Ronald Reagan, Gorbachev tear, tear down that wall kind of situation from the eighties. Like it was like, we were doing like, it was the last big moment. It was literally just the moment privately shared between him and I. And, uh, he's, we, we knocked that last piece down and we're covering it drywall dust. And cause we had shut down the gym for a couple of days to do all this. And, you know, we step back and he's looking up at it and he, he goes, man, how, you know, how did you ever fit that many people in here? Can you believe it? You know, kind of think now that we saw this space in mm -hmm. front of us. Right. Yeah. And, and I go, I, I, I didn't, he did, you know, he's the one who got me here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he just kind of gave me a quizzical look like what, what I said, sorry, just this is God's not mine. <laughs> and yeah. he said, okay, cool, man. <laughs> you know, kind of like <laughs> brush off. And then here I find years later, actually he, he reached out to me not long ago and said he got baptized and he, he actually, that's part of his testimony. Like how okay, really? a little so comment, cool. right. Cool, you know, right? like it's, <laughs> and I take zero responsibility like that. I should make that clear here. I take zero. Like it was just, I was so caught in that moment. Just, it was cool to share that with God. That yeah. was a, a moment yeah. of gratitude mm -hmm. with God. And, and he got to witness that and then boom, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so we expanded and then, and now, we're actually looking to, we will be opening a, a, a location, uh, like moving to a location in in a matter of time here um, that's going to be, uh, huge. I, I was telling you guys before, it was like four times the size we are now, six times. And um, what that's going to provide, obviously, more room, more room <laughs> and yeah. a lot less sleep probably for me, which I already <laughs> get a lot, but um, it's there, the space is going to allow for me to start to really hammer the ministry side, um, kind of have some outreach for at-risk youth and um, our, our armed forces, our veterans coming back with, mm -hmm. with uh, you know, uh, like PTSD and other, other areas there. So trying to, because you talk about that community, that welcomeness, yeah. like we don't have that in our society anymore, really. There used to be a fourth place concept, right, where, you know, in the 1920s, 10s, whatever, um, men would, you know, go to work. That was place one. They'd go to probably the bar or the pool hall or whatever. The lounge, the lounge or whatever. Or whatever yeah. Like, you know, gentleman kind of thing. The lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> Frank from everybody loves him <laughs> in the lodge. That kind of stuff. So they had that, that kind of communal meeting place. And the third place was the home. Now, you know, it'd be cool if you had church in there as mm -hmm. like the primary place. But um, so that's kind of what, I see the the development here that what hopefully, you know, if it's, if it's his will, this is what it's going to be is, is more of that kind of community style center still focused on exercise and challenging exercise so that people are, are, you know, going to, it, it won't be just a walk in and, and we all just get along situations. Yeah. Be, hey, walk in, do something that challenges or scares you yeah. so that you can develop a new strength and yeah. we can do that together. It's a commiseration, right? Um, like a cadre in the military. And so, um, so that's kind of where we're moving towards with that. It's going to take time. There's a lot of, a lot of dominoes that have to line up for that still. Um, but we've, we've purchased the location. We've it just now getting it going. Getting everything lined yeah. up. Yep. So, so that's going to be cool. And, and I've branched out too. I'm doing a lot more 
uh, remote training. So, um, one thing I kind of miss is, is a lot like, you know, it's great. I know Josh very well cause he comes in so often. So he's, he's really consistent, which is great. Um, but you know, I, I don't always get the personalized one-on-one, uh, attention with every single member of the facility. And, and that's okay. That's, it, it mm-hmm. can't happen. You know, you can, you only have so much time and, and, uh, you know, availability, but, uh, so I started to branch into more online based training and, um, I'm seeing great rewards from that. Just the results it has on people because I, I truly edify, build into them, you know, just, it just happens to be like through my phone and through like virtual meetings and things like that, you know, zoom. Um, and I've got people in Colorado and everything else. And it's, it's cool because the one he reached out to me, he's like, Hey, can we have a meeting on Sunday? I was like, Oh dude, I'm going to church, (laughs) you know? And Mm -hmm. he said, Oh, cool. Well, yeah, we can do it after, but what church do you go to? And then mm-hmm. it got a whole new thing. And we, yeah. I, that was not something that the first time meeting I was able to figure out with him, but then mm-hmm. we got to talk about his faith too yeah. and, and some of his walk. Um, so that's cool. So, yeah. so that's kind of, I guess, I think we've caught myself up there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll change it's, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always something. So what are some things that God, like, like things that like concretely like these are the things that god has taught you through this process like the things that i mean kind of going along with the last thing that kind of like what are some things that like you wish you could tell everybody because of what you've gone through and what you've learned yeah other than what we've already covered yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah weren't you listening come on (laughs) no i'm kidding um well you you know and i remember when you talked to me about this it, it was funny because often like when I might do a, whatever a podcast or, um, an interview or things like that, I, I almost always have like, uh, what is it? Like regular go-tos, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, Oh yeah, I'll just talk about this. Cause it's easy for me to talk about. Um, and it, it was cool because this, I, this was a new challenge. I, I actually didn't have that. I didn't want to go to a go-to. Yeah. Um, instead I spent some time in prayer and just, um, reflection. And it was funny because, just the other day, um, a friend of mine, uh, who, who I've known through the church and was part of like my support network with, uh, you know, like kind of looking at suicide and like some other things, he just randomly reached out to me and, uh, he sent me, um, James one, two through four, you know, can consider pure joy, brothers and sisters, um, when you face adversity or challenge as, basically, and I'm terrible, by the way, I paraphrase. <laughs> so, because basically, obviously okay. the, that faith, um, is tested through perseverance. Perseverance will, um, you know, ultimately make you whole <laughs> essentially. Right. So, um, or more complete. And, um, so that when I received that, I was like, cool, this is it. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is what I'll hit on a little bit. Um, and, and it helped, you know, so now, you know, my story, it's, it also kind of helps sum this, that, that perseverance, that element up. Um, there's kind of like, I like to look at things in simplified terms as much as possible. So as many of us do, right. Where, uh, you look at just pillars of your life or pillars of maybe success or whatever strength and, and kind of just going through your day to day. And so pillars for me that have been important have been kind of that, that drive, um, or focus, uh, because often I've lacked it. I've been just kind of like jumping from one thing to the next or um, less focused. And uh, 
part of that's because of creativity and always looking for the new thing. But part of that was because I was scared to commit too. you uh-huh. know, so, um, so anyway, so that drive and determination is, is kind of a piece of it. Um, and it feeds into perseverance and consistency, right? So just like I talked about, Josh, you're consistent. You come in all the time. In fact, like literally all the time. <laughs> so, um, which is phenomenal. And, uh, you face challenges every time. So just like in life, like we, every day you wake up, there's a new something that you have to face. And so that, that perseverance, uh, is a key kind of mold of that foundation of your success, you know, and whether that success is something related to your physical capabilities or appearance, um, or obviously to the walk you have in faith, like Mm -hmm. perseverance will refine you. It's that crucible that is so crucial because if it were, if it were easy, then it wouldn't, it's discounted, (laughs) you know, like I always, I always feel that way, but, um, then kind of like, I guess the, the third piece is gratitude of that, that pillar. Um, and I know we've get the whole like hashtag blessed culture and like stuff like that, but really, you know, kind of that moment of sharing that gratitude for what God did for my gym, which he could have picked any gym. He could have, you know, I am so small potatoes. Um, but that being able to expand during a time, like we were ahead of schedule, we were financially not in the place that we could have even thought to do it. And things just lined up, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and made it work. So exercising that gratitude was a moment that then got to touch into somebody else's life. Right. So, so those are kind of like, like when I think of James and, and specifically that quote, a lot of people, actually a lot of people in the fitness industry love to love to have James, you know, tooth four, Mm -hmm. James one, two, three, four tattooed on themselves and like things like that, which is super cool. But, um, because that perseverance, that running the race, that concept of of fitness kind of being pulled into your faith, um, is, is very appealing, but it's, it's so apropos to our lives, you know, and, and, um, it's, I, it's something I keep hitting recently. Like every, I work with a mentorship, mentorship group for, um, my business that is, you know, worldwide. And, um, my mentors recently have been really harping on perseverance. Like, Hey guys, you want to know what differentiates you between a millionaire? It's you doing more. You just need to do more, <laughs> you know, yeah. like concepts like that. And, um, and yet we look at our culture, you know, we, we're surrounded by the quick fixes. We're surrounded by, gosh, the, the apps and hacks that help you get to whatever that thing is next. Like, Oh, simplify your life by downloading this 500, you know, Mm -hmm. these 500 things. And, um, and even I see it, unfortunately in Christianity, like people talk about simplifying their walk, you know, or, or making that process easier. And, and truly what differentiates anybody who's in some area of success in their life. And I'm not talking just financially, like I think financial success it sure fine, but it can be great, I guess, but I don't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a different, I'm, I'm pursuing a different kind of success right? because I know ultimately my reward is not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I get to enjoy worshiping, worshiping him later, but, um, the, the, whatever success that is. So you can look at somebody in your church and say, man, they seem to have it all together, you know, or, or whatever, you look at a relationship, right? And you say, man, how they, like they, that couple seems to really get it or like things like that. I honestly truly feel that if you were to siphon down the differences between those things, other than obviously how, 
how strong that faith is, how real and how much heart is behind it. Like the child, you know, Yeah. is the other thing is just, are they doing more? Yeah. Right. Are they, are they spending more time in the Bible? Are they, um, reading, a uh, know, Bible study more? Are they spending more time with other Christian friends and, you know, and, and sharing in, in their life together and not focused on, okay, let's just, let's just figure out the quick fix and just pray that. And, you know, but actually truly spending time with each other and and developing wisdom and counsel. Um, that's, that, that takes perseverance to do more, Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. like coming from a sales background, I, uh, I've, I remember, and I actually just had some interactions with it today on my phone, uh, calling, you call somebody and like, this is like the fifth time I've called them like, please just pick up. I just want you to pick up, mm-hmm. you know, just so at least I know you're a real human. Um, but, and then they like, who is this? Oh, and hang up, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. Um, it takes perseverance to still reach out to them that next time or reach yeah. out to the next person yeah. to do that more that nobody else is doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that hopefully at least like what defines back to kind of the pillars, my drive, my determination. The reason I reach out to somebody is not so they can pay me to come to my gym. That's Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) It keeps the lights on. It keeps really, I keep my gym open so that people like Josh can come in. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't have to deal with that. You know, I could Mm -hmm. pursue other things, but I love it because it's, this is my chance. So that's the whole point. When I reach out to somebody, I know maybe this is the one chance I'm going to get to work with them, to, to impact their life. Yeah. Um, to, to open up a door for them to start attending church again, or to have a stronger relationship with their significant other or their kids mm-hmm. or, you know, wh- whatever it is. Like that's, that's the heart of why this gym was formed. It's why it's got wings in its logo. It's, uh, you know, um, and there's other things too. There's wings relate to my mom and stuff, but like the, that perseverance to keep going, to face those challenges head on to let them beat you down over and over and over again. And trust me, I've been there is for me, the defining element of what I hope to be a success at later, yeah. I guess. So, um, and I don't know, James just seems to hit it perfectly yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that key part, you know, the last part is that you will, so that you will be complete. Right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I, I think something to that effect, you guys right. totally correct me. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. And kind of talking about perseverance too, you know, exercise, like even a workout is kind of like a miniature, like perseverance in a confined period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. you know, should um, be. <laughs> we, when I was playing football, we did circus workouts, uh, circuit workouts, which, you know, are similar to CrossFit. And yeah. it's like, by the time you're like 25 minutes in, it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, uh, it's getting really serious right now. It's starting to really feel like I'm working. And, I'm like in the 40 days of desert right you know, now. <laughs> and, and, you know, like you mentioned, in, in faith, it the more faithful we get, it's almost like God, you know, he starts off throwing lobs, right? It's like you get excited and it's like, oh man, I'm hitting these things one after another. And then eventually he starts throwing the curveballs, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you got to persevere through these things you know whether like you mentioned reading the bible more and and i think what people often do is because our culture right you want quick fix for everything as soon as it becomes hard it's like i'm i'm bailing Mm -hmm. you know and we do it with faith we do it with exercise we do it with a startup right like you know people yeah (laughs) we give up because i'm sure as a business owner it's like there was probably you probably can go through your history and find a hundred times where it's like man i could have gotten out of this 
<laughs> tons of times. Oh my you know? god, a thousand million and, times probably. No. And I'm sure every time you look and you're like, man, I stuck with it. You see, there's been people who've been blessed by it. You've been blessed by it, and it's it's a good testimony. So so thanks cool. for sharing that. Thank you. I found it. You found it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't find it. I, we knew where it was. Yeah. So, but it says cons- <laughs> James 1, verses 2, 3, and 4. Consider it great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. That's what it is. I love that lacking nothing. Yeah. That, that hits me every time. I will say, I'm going to mention something that I... Uh, a pillar that you did not mention that I just see is integrity too. Mm, yeah. Because like, like I've seen, like you've been like, you don't hide the, the bad things a lot of times. Like I know we did a couple town halls last summer where it's mm-hmm. like you shared the experience that you had with just the depression and talk to people about it and was, was open to everybody. But then also like, like we have an equipment fund and you, you tell us exactly what you're buying with it and letting us know, like, here's where the money that you're contributing to is going to. And or like like you just changed like the way the pricing works. Mm-hmm. And it's just like just to have integrity with the people who've been coming and paying at something that you're taking away is just like, no, I'm, I'm going to honor what I've been doing i mean i'm gonna honor our agreement like that's something that you don't find a lot i find well i mean you find it a lot but it's like like i i don't know it almost seems like we're losing that in Mm -hmm. our society and in the church yeah (laughs) yeah it's funny we see like transparency is such a buzzword in Mm -hmm. in church and in business you know they thought oh we're going to be more transparent but i feel like it what's the heart behind the transparency you know, is mm-hmm. it just because everyone else is doing it? Right, and, yeah. and therefore, is it uh, also legitimate? Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, I, I, that's, I mean, that's the important. And that, that came from, I mean, I'm not a genius. That's, that's biblical. Right. <laughs> like, I'm doing business as I believe, yeah. you know, a Christian man mm-hmm. should based yeah. on what I'm learning. And so part of that is honoring your word. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. but I was just, I've, I've been really harping on Proverbs recently. Um, and... I read like it, you know, it just keeps coming back like a scale, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, an improper scale is, is detestable to God essentially. Mm-hmm. Like that's same thing. Like if I'm not doing business legitimately and mm-hmm. if I'm not, you know, being honest with everybody who's involved, it doesn't, yeah. then why am I doing business? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So. What are we at? About an hour and eight minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fi- any final thoughts, Dave, anything that you want to say, leave us with, mm, um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I appreciate it. I, I, I love talking. (laughs) I think all of you can know that too, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe just wrap up with a prayer or something like that. If you're cool. Yeah, sure. Something like that. So the thought behind this, uh, it's a prayer. Actually, I, I, I came from multiple directions, but, um, my mom used to say it to me when, remember I, when I would go out and talk, I have to do any form of public speaking. Like it was always scripture that seemed to cement me and, and kind of put me back on solid ground. And so, uh, she, she kind of like, it's, it's been changed to my own flavor. I've added some of my own words and stuff, but it's essentially her prayer that she would pray over me when I would go do those things. So, um, it's something I actually pray when, when I work out, um, or when, uh, like my nieces and nephews need to do something very big and important, um, or friends in my life, whatever. But, um, essentially we can bow our heads if you want. 
uh, Heavenly Father, um, protect me in this day of war. Um, guard me with your strength and lead me with your conviction and wisdom and help me to fight for you in all that I do and represent you to the best of my ability. And if I fail, please give me grace to love myself as you love me, to see myself as you see me, and more importantly, to love everyone else around me and see everyone else around me as you love and see them. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, David, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. We're going to sign off here. I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Did you have something to say? You uh, at me like just you had really quick, to say. if anybody wants to look you up or find oh, you yeah. or getting in contact, what's the best way of doing it? Um, you can honestly Facebook me if you okay. want. Uh, you can look through, obviously, my business options. Um, so I'm David Choma, C-H-O-M-A. Um, I, so if you're going to Facebook me and send me a message, like let me know who you are. <laughs> like, hey, I heard you on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of weirdness on Facebook. So, um, but, uh, but definitely you can look up CrossFit Strongsville. Um, you can find that website, obviously CrossFitStrongsville.com. You can also email me. Um, I'll just give you David at CrossFitStrongsville.com. So you got a couple options and I'm here to help always. Good. Fantastic. Well, thanks everyone for uh, listening to episode 27 of Raking Coals. Um, You guys can be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you like your podcasts. And be sure to share this with your friends and family. Let them know uh, what you heard. And as always, we say have a fantastic week and a blessed day. Bye-bye.